how you sick fuckers doing? I was just listening to the show, and a uh, buddy of mine was visiting here from New Zealand, and he turned me on to a new thing. I guess in uh, New Zealand, they call rape a struggle cuddle. You know? <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. It's probably not very politically correct, but I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Keep up the good work. Fucking loving the show. All right, man. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Wackerly. Here. Here, Wacker. <laughs> Man, I ordered all these drugs off of online. <laughs> Is that smart? <laughs> uh, probably not a good idea to do that right now. Oops. But um, I had to prepare for the shutdown. The total shit. You know, people, I'm sure people were worried about the non-essential sick and wrong employees that wouldn't be working, but actually... We don't have any. <laughs> what are they? All are. <laughs> Do we, we, we don't have non-essential, any non-essential unemployed people. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about our listeners? I'm talking about the people who put on the oh, show. Employees, right? I was yeah. talking about the listeners. Yeah, I think the listeners are all just uh, non-essential unemployed people. Pretty we much. We do use the post office a lot, right? <laughs> I do, you know, I do. That's why I can't mail any T-shirts right now. No shirts are coming out, people. Yeah, blame I, the goddamn Tea Party Republicans. I'm not going to be using FedEx. You should blame John Boner. That's who you should be blaming, Boner. You really, really pulled a Boner. Boner's here. just scared. He's too scared to stand up to them. He's not really part of yeah, the faction. Okay. He's he's scared that he will never get elected again. So instead, he's just kowtowing to all the uh, his Republican Party, the stalwarts. Pussy. I don't think it's the election. It's the he wants to retain his speakership, right? Exactly. That's what he, he, that's he, what he wants, thinks he's he, going to get. Yeah, it'll be revoked. He'll lose it. Well, he'll. Yeah, we don't want to talk about this. Anymore. Whatever. You, you know what? You know what? Wackley, it's not the shutdown that, that bothers me. I can care. You can't say it like that. You have to say it like you have to say it like the shutdown. The shutdown. Government shutdown. That that's not bothering me. You know what's bothering me? What? That's not what's bothering me. And don't say herpes. This is worse than herpes. You're used to the herpes pain at this point? Yeah, that's fine. I'm used to that. No, this is what's bad. This is what has gotten my goat. Once again, snubbed from the L.A. Podfest. Sick and wrong. Denied. Shut down! (laughs) Shut it down! (laughs) Shut down the pod. That's That's a different thing from what we went to, the L.A. Podcast Awards. No, okay, the LA Podcast Awards was something. I don't even know how we got nominated. That's from like the LA Weekly or something. Because we're a like great that. podcast, that's why. Well, someone nominated us for that, and we didn't win, but it, it we was nominated you, right? <laughs> Come on. I mean, it was all the way last year. It was you. No, I don't, I don't, think, I, I don't think I did it. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> I think some, some, someone, right. we have listeners in the LA area. I think someone just nominated us for it. And then because we're pr- probably there were maybe out of the podcast awards, there are probably like five podcasts actually nominated for one of the five. And we just lost by a million votes because everyone's like, what is sick, sick and what? 
Synchronon? Huh? Synchronon. <laughs> but the LA Pond Fest is this it's it's kinda like remember the uh the festival we went to? What was it? What was that called? The one with Steel and Martin. Oh, that thing. The convention, that wasn't just the podcast LA. That, convention. That was like the national podcast convention. Yeah, that was like a convention in Ontario, California. That was which, fun. Uh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so this is kind of similar, though, but this is the podcast festival. And so, like, the L.A. podcast festival is not just podcasts here. It's mostly L.A. podcasts. But Keith and the girl are going to be there. Katka. And uh, there's a bunch of other ones. I, I don't even know the other ones. Uh, I'm what, sure that What, what the, the Fuck, fuck with, with Mark Maron is on there. Of course. What about um, uh, Hardwick? Actually, you know, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see the Nerdist. The oh. Death Squad podcasts are there. So the anyway, fact that Hardwick I, got snubbed and we got snubbed. I don't think Hardwick got snubbed. The... I think Hardwick was invited and he's too cool to do it. We, I emailed the guy and was like, hey, you know, I'd be interested in uh, putting sick and wrong in the bill. And they just totally full on denied us. You actually got we're a not response. cool enough. Yeah, it was just like, oh, thank you for your interest. But we're not looking for any more um, entrance right now. It's like, you know what? Fuck off. You're like, not so much with your show. No, he he probably was just like, he probably took one look at our website and was just like, yeah, losers, podcast failures, shallow end of the gene pool of podcasting. You're giving me a complex. (laughs) No, you know what, though? Fuck them. Fuck them and their highbrow fucking famous people podcasts. That's that's the only thing that keeps those, their podcast. The only reason people listen to it is because it's like, okay, well, we'll just get a famous person and be on a podcast with a famous person. These motherfuckers have three episodes and they have like two thousand ratings on iTunes. It's a popularity contest. That's what it is. It's like high school beauty pageant. You know, we're we're the Obviously, freaks we're not and winning. we're the geeks. That's what we are, Wackerly. Maybe if we get a hot, sexy babe. I don't even think that. Well, maybe actually that would. Help I'm us. a hot, sexy babe. It, okay, but you My know, my name's Lori. You know, we need hostess. we would need Sarah Silverman to be on our show, and then all yeah. of a sudden we'd be like, "Oh my god, these guys are amazing! They're the best podcast I've ever heard." Hmm. You know, that's what we'd need. Or uh, I'd Natasha Lachey. I'd rather remain in obscurity. Well, frankly. same with me. You know what? I think we should take pride in what we have accomplished. We are the freaks and geeks of the podcasting world. We're the indie really? podcast. Really? Because you're because that was an actually extremely popular show. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. We're the, we're the less popular version. We're the, less, we're the of actual that freaks and geeks. Not to be confused with the mega popular show that launched a bunch of people's careers. <laughs> we're the legitimate <laughs> freaks and geeks. Yeah. Not. We're not like James Franco. If James Franco joined Sick and Wrong, then we'd be a huge. We're not even we, like the fat one. If James Franco was on Sick and Wrong. Then we would probably be like, oh, we're going to give you a special seat at the L.A. Pond Festival. You know, what I, you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer wanted to go into join that club? And he was going up to, stay, up to the treehouse and they're just like, oh, sorry, no homers. The no he was homers just like, club. no homers. Yeah, it was like the, they, the name of the club is the No Homers Club. Yeah, and I was I just thinking the that. same thing. I was just like, wow, no sick and wrong, you know, losers. So, it's, oh, you know, fuck them. So, you know what we should do? That's what we should do. I was thinking at first we should maybe make our own festival called the L.A. Pond Fest is for Faggots Festival and hold it right outside. But then you came up with an even L-A-P-I-F-F. better idea. L.A.P.I.F.F. The L.A. The L.A.P. Kind of works. Yeah, the Lapith. The Lapith Festival, which is the L.A. Pond <laughs> Fest is for Faggots Festival. Yeah, I was thinking that would be a good idea. But then you came up with a better idea is why not have the Sikranon Con? The Sikranon Con. Yeah. And we can do it right outside of the L.A. Podfest. Just basically me and you, lawn chairs with some megaphones. 
And uh, we don't even have to do our. Well, I guess we could do our show. Maybe maybe we just tell shit stories. Left, you know. We we can we have megaphones? You said you did say megaphones. I'm just saying, you and I, case of beer. We could have uh, two I don't, lawn chairs I don't want and megaphones. the megaphone that's just like a 1920s uh, football fan in a fur coat. Just the megaphone that's just a big cone. I want like the powered one. I want one that you could press a that button. That does feedback and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The real megaphones. I want one that you press a button that Duke's a hazard theme. We'll start playing. Yeah. Get people's attention. Yep. Maybe we'll have uh, too much time on our hands. We'll start playing. And then we could just play it every now and then just to get people's attention. If we videotape the security guards and or police people making us leave, that might go viral. That could go viral. You know, I, I bet you that's a good idea, you know, <laughs> especially when you start tra- when like, you try Yo, to masturbate on them. Me. You're brutalizing me. Don't tase me, bro. Maybe yeah, I'll get great. naked and masturbate like the uh, Coney that's, guy. That's what I'm saying is like you should start masturbating when they start dragging you out. And then uh, you can well, say it was like make the best sexual expression or something. I start taking off my pants. <laughs> like, sir, leave your pants on or we're going to tase you. I got to take my pants off. And I'll and keep podcasting me. the whole time and we'll get it on uh, film. This is a good idea. Yeah, we I should get, have. I get final edit if my dick looks really small in the video. Well, I can use After Effects. Can you pick some it out? I can, I can use After Effects. I'll make it better. I bet you when you get tased, your dick shrinks. Like I don't a think they like a frightened I turtle. I don't think they tase your willy. No, but I, even if you get tased in the shoulder, I bet you your body's reaction is for your penis to. Like, you think retract. your penis just retracts into your yeah. scrotum for yeah. protection? Yep, your penis retracts into your scrotum. <laughs> Another <laughs> D. Simon miracle of the modern body fact. Well, I don't know what where your penis hides, but that's where mine does. In the, the, I have this little area in my scrotum that's just. Do you ever go into pee and you end up your pants? You're like, where? Oh, it's in the scrotum again, and you have to get down in the balls and get it. Hip thrust, oh. and like like in uh, the Three Amigos, and it just pops out. But no, you know, I'm serious though, Wackerly. Sick Renan Con is going to happen, and fuck the LA Pond Fest for Faggots Festival that's going on this weekend. I don't care about you, and I don't feel snubbed. Not anymore. Now I feel. Vindicated. Once we had the Synchronon Con, that's going to happen. Glad I could help. Yeah, uh, you know uh, you're going to have to make it down here by Saturday. So, uh, oh, start driving happen. there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. Maybe you can just—it'll be you with a lawn chair and a megaphone, and you can just open your laptop, and I'll just be there via Skype. Well, you know what you could have done, Wackerly. You could have just gone online, ordered a bunch of methamphetamine from Silk Road. Had it delivered to your house through uh, Express Postal Service, then get in your car, and then drive all night Friday, and then make it here by uh, Saturday morning for the, uh, the Sick Renan Con. Trucker style. Yeah. But you know what? You lose on that front, too, because there's no more Silk Road. I know. Did you I hear heard. about this? <laughs> I was just about to getting ready to get the balls to do it. There's a lot of disappointing shit that happened this week. This fucking LA Podfest being denied from that. And Silk Road being shut down. And you just, like, yeah, you were just saying that off air that you were just about to uh, develop the, uh, the, 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 the balls here to go on to, to Silk Road. Once I got my penis out of there. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, God, I hate when it hides in that, that rusting place. <laughs> then I was going to go on Silk Road and order some drugs. I could never I, I see wanna, you I do like, it. I could never drugs. see you I mean, I like to buy that. everything online because I don't like dealing with people. And I especially don't want to deal with a drug dealer. They're the worst type of people. They're the worst type of retail people. I could just, um, I could just never see you going to like an illicit site like Silk Road, though. 
Yeah, well, like I said, I never did it because I was worried. I, I don't really know how to, like, anonymize myself online. And even if I did, I wouldn't really trust that I was doing it properly. And then you have to use no. Bitcoins. I, that's what I don't all this trust. NSA stuff where, like, people always thought that they were not being monitored, but they really were the whole time, you know? Well, Tor, I mean, that's, that's the one thing. The, the web anonymizer that you have to use with Silk Road is Tor. I think we discussed Silk Road like a year ago. Yeah, I don't want to go too much into the details of... It's just a, it's just a website that's anon- supposedly anonymous where you can buy drugs. You know, it, okay. Can you it, say anything more than that? It was founded in 2011. It's only a couple of years old. It's an underground marketplace where internet users could buy, sell, and trade illegal drugs and other services. People were selling weapons. And firearms on Silk Road as well. Um, you could also, I read, uh, buy like pay a hacker to like l- like hack into somebody else's Facebook page and make posts and delete posts or delete their whole profile, which seems like a waste of money to me. I didn't know that uh, you could pay hackers to do that. Hmm. Well, you can't anymore because Silk Road is now defunct. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't have minded hiring a hacker to go after the LA Podfest and <laughs> oh, maybe just. On that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I you got had I known about this, had I known about this, I would have had like the sick and wrong school all over their entire website. <laughs> and and like, like, don't invite us. Post. Good yeah. evening, faggots. You want to come to this stupid thing? <laughs> you all are idiots. You should go to the sick and wrong synchronon fest that's across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, losers. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, but anyways, the reason uh, Silk Road worked is because it required every potential buyer and seller to use a routing service called Tor. And so Tor is basically just an anonymizer. It's, uh, your IP address is encrypted like several times and routed all over the world oh, so man. no one knows where I hope the computer nerds just send you all kinds of hate mail. Actually, it's not at all how it works. You know, okay, you know what? That's just the, uh, the uninformed definition. <laughs> The definition of the ill-informed, that's what it is, which yeah. is pretty much uh, the no, I, get, I buy it, but I'm sure somebody out there is going to take issue with your description. So this past Tuesday, the FBI swooped in and arrested the long-sought-after mastermind of this highly illegal anonymous drug marketplace. So it's been going on for two years. The FBI, obviously irritated, obsessed with trying to find the criminal mastermind. <laughs> the Federal Bureau of Irritation. You know, they were irritated. I think they were irked a bit. Um, but they were trying to find the criminal mastermind that was behind this drug marketplace. I would assume it was Bester in Russia. That's who I would assume. Like, at That's first, what I always assumed. Well, no, I mean, Not I would assume... Not Bester, but so, oh, no, somebody who was like Bester. A guy like Bester. Like, Bester, is just, he just seems like he's an internet villain that, you know, is a mastermind. He holds he's, disdain for... For you know, uh, capitalists, the institutions and capitalist of, economies, of government, free trade. He's just, you know, and I figured he would just like want to, you know, just be a complete and utter anarchist and, and support some kind of uh, free market, underground marketplace like this. Turns out it's a 29 year old American named Ross Ulbricht who operated, USA. USA. Who, who operated most of his empire out of a San Francisco coffee shop. This guy needs to change his name, first of all. Well, you know what he was going by? His, uh, his moniker is the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, but he needs to change his IRL name. His Ross a- William Ulbricht. Yeah, what Ulbricht. Oh, right. it's, it's, I mean, you know, it sounds foreign. He sounds, no, he sounds like, you know, like a, a blue blood, which he probably is. Well, I'm sure he is. He's a, I think, where, where is he from? It said here that uh, 
It said he, he went to uh, graduate from the University of Texas with a bachelor's in physics, then enrolled in grad school at the University of Pennsylvania School of Material Science and Engineering, but he dropped out to uh, create a project creating an economic simulation, which feds assume to be Silk Road. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Well, possibly. Because I read, I read that he didn't even invent or design Silk Road. I read that he bought it from somebody else. Well, I think that's why he was using the internet handle Dread Pirate Roberts, that he's not the inventor of Silk Road. There have been many mm. before him, much like in Princess Bride. Yeah, so he just yeah, adopted the name. I am the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> Is that what he sounded like? <laughs> well, remember uh, Andre, Andre the Giant, Giant for yeah. a second is pretending to be the Dread Pirate Roberts. I am the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> He can't really talk because <laughs> he's like really a mutant in real life. Um, so as I mentioned before, in order to buy any of these illegal drugs, you had to use bitcoins. They, they, you couldn't use cash. You had to use bitcoins. Yeah, and well, it's you can't anonymously use cash over the internet is the problem because you have to. That means you have to a use credit a credit card, card or a debit or PayPal. card. So, yeah, which clearly is like a bank account. It has your real name and social security number attached to it in some way. So bitcoins are a completely anonymous virtual currency. And right now, and this is what surprised me, the most recent value of a single bitcoin is around $130 for one bitcoin. So that means if you want <laughs> you to can buy... Use, you can use like a fraction of a bitcoin too, though. Yeah, I suppose you could. But if you want to buy $250 worth of cocaine on Silk Road... Today's price, you would need to uh, own at least two bitcoins. But Good this job is on the math there, co-host. But this is why uh, you. Like, this is what why you were apprehensive about it, wasn't it? The mailing of the drugs. Yeah, like, that's what, one. What reason, bothered for you sure. the most? Was it well, the, you know being anonymous using the bitcoins, or was it well, I mean, the shipping and handling of the drugs? Doesn't the CIA slash FBI slash DEA or somebody every once in a while like run a drug dog through the mail, the post office, you know, shipping? Well, you'd, you'd think they would. Depot? You know, they probably don't do it all the time, but what if they do that and they're like, oh, the dog likes this package. Wow, it's full of, uh, you know, uh, Vicodins or Oxycontins or something. And they're like, oh, where's it going? Well, to this guy's house. I guess, suppose I could have it sent to an anonymous. A P.O. Box. P.O. Box, but P.O. Box places don't let you be anonymous. I mean, that's part of the P.O. Box thing is they're going to have your real name. But I mean, if it's Very sent to you... Very hard to anonymously own, have have something shipped anywhere, it seems. But, but if it's sent to you and there's no return address, can you just be like, I have no idea why this is sent to me? Yeah, I'd rather just... My desire to not deal with the Drug Enforcement Agency at all is greater than my desire to get high on Ill illegal drugs. Well, so, right. okay, here's a quote from this article that's actually uh, rather apropos. It's from Mitch Hedberg, a famous comedian. He says, I love my FedEx guy because he's a drug dealer and he doesn't even know it. And he's always on time. Right. Which is funny. Um, it's funny. And it's it works true. for Mitch because he's a stand-up comedian. He has time to talk to the DEA and he'll write a bit about it later. Like, you know, I would probably lose my job if I got involved in a DEA investigation. I was always nervous about sending drugs to the mail. I know a lot of people do it. I just, I've, it's always made me nervous. Right. Um, but the Silk, and on Silk Road, though, they preferred the USPS over FedEx. So they used the US Postal Service. Well, yeah. And what they would do, how the drugs were delivered, the seller would vacuum seal the package, then ship it through USPS with a false return address. 
So ironically, the federal government was a drug dealer, and they didn't even know it. <laughs> drug is, courier. Well, for a while. I guess they were a drug courier. Uh, but Silk Road would make money because they took a 10% commission off of every transaction. So, it's a large commission. It is a pretty large commission. It's sizable. And right prior to being shut down, Silk Road was, was responsible for more than half the daily trading volume of Bitcoins around the world. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't see that currency even existing now that, that there's a shutdown of uh, Well, Silk you Road. said it's $130 now, right? So the value should go down if they're sure being used less. Less? I mean, less? You know, I don't know what it's worth. You know, I didn't check today because I got this article yesterday. But I'm on sure my other, the value I, is On my other computer, I actually have a website that tracks the minute-by-minute minute value of Bitcoins for, well, for lolling purposes. But uh, I don't have that computer open right now. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's less than one hundred thirty dollars. That was yesterday, but since the guy was uh, arrested, I'm sure the value's gone down. If, I mean, we if they're responsible for more than half of the trading volume, yeah, I don't see that currency sustaining itself. So what ended up happening is that yeah, they ended up catching um, the Dread Pirate Roberts at a library. He was using free Wi-Fi at a public library in San Francisco. By just knowing that he called himself the Dread Pilot Roberts, you know he's not like an OG drug dealer from, you know, the hood. No, he's like no, a Bill Gates no drug dealer. No self-respecting gangbanger would even admit to ever having seen The Princess Bride, right? They'd be like Scarface or, uh, I don't know, what are some other good yeah, like Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, uh, yeah, like um, Bushwick Bill or Scarface <laughs> or... Uh, you know, something from one of the Wu-Tang The Godfather numbers. movies. Ghostface like Killer, something yeah. like that. Now, that's a ghetto, scary name. Dread Pirate Roberts. Now. Although I like, uh, I like DPR. Maybe you could just go by DPR. I think like, he did. Did he? Did he just went by DPR? It, once in a while, yeah. Well, so, in the, I read some of the FBI docs, and they refer to him as AKA DPR. This criminal internet mastermind made some crucial errors, though. He accidentally used his real name and his personal Gmail address on two occasions posting in online forums. That's how the FBI was able to track him. Like he's asking he's also a dumb tour. fuck. I don't know if you're going to get into this, but are you going to get into the assassination attempts? Well, yeah, that, that's, I mean, this is where, that's why it just, it starts becoming even more crazy. Like this story is just more and more insane. Like, cause now there, there's more details that are rolling out about this guy. And uh, he, you know, he seems like, okay, he's a nerdy kid from graduating 2006. He looks like fucking Edward Cullen. Physics. Yeah, he does. He looks like uh, our Pat. motherfucker. Looks like our Pat. Um, our Pat. He would definitely be punked out in prison. Uh, so the FBI said over the last two years, Silk Road processed $1.2 billion worth of transactions. So that means 9.5 million Bitcoins flowed back and forth between Silk Road's buyers and sellers. So what does that mean for... The Dread Pirate Roberts, ten percent commission. So if he co he collected over this time six hundred thousand bitcoins in the form of his own commission, so that's like at today's closing price seventy eight million dollars. <laughs> well, we can hire a pretty good lawyer then. Eighty million dollars. It's it's insane. I, I never get this in these type of criminal. So he made all this money from doing dealing drugs and whatnot, or helping people to deal drugs, and now he's going to go on tr federal trial. Is he allowed to use that money to hire a lawyer? Or no, do all because funds it's ill-gotten funds. It's, it's going to be completely frozen. All of his assets are frozen. So he just has to use whatever money he had that wasn't associated with his drug business? Well, you'd think he would have laundered it or somehow converted it unless he Some just it. kept it all in bitcoins, <laughs> which makes no sense. Uh, I need a lawyer who takes bitcoins. 
<laughs> doesn't exist. He's not going to find a Jewish lawyer, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a Jew out there who likes Bitcoin. Likes Bitcoin. I love the Bitcoins. I give my kids chocolate Bitcoins. So to make the story even crazier, which you said before, so not only did uh, Ulbricht, you know, operate this insane underground drug marketplace, he hired two hitmen over the last year to murder people who were threatening Silk Road and his own personal anonymity. Yes. So uh, he used Watch what you say online. He used one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of bitcoins to order a murder from a hitman he met online. Uh, the target was a former Silk Road employee called the Friendly Chemist who was extorting him. He threatened to release the identities of 5,000 Silk Road users, in addition to outing Ulbricht as the mastermind of the whole operation unless he received a one-time payment of $500,000. <laughs> you know, uh, the guy lived in uh, British Columbia, and Canadian authorities haven't been able to prove whether or not he was murdered, but uh, the, uh, they did find a message from the hitman that says your problem has been taken care of. Rest easy because he won't be blackmailing anyone ever again. So maybe it was carried out. So not well, only did this guy yeah, but before start he road, said he, he in the past something like this happened that uh, he paid some guy forty thousand dollars. I don't know how many bitcoins that was at the time, nor do I care. <laughs> but to murder some other guy doing something similar, I don't know if he was an employee or what. And but the guy he was talking to, who he thought was a hitman, was actually an FBI agent himself. And the proof that the guy that the the uh, hit had been carried out was a photo of the guy with blood all over him and on the ground, whatever, but it was all doctored. The guy, you know, the so FBI. So it was completely fake? The FBI doctored yeah. it? So they're going to throw that at him, like, you tried to have this guy murdered, we know, because we were the hitman who you thought was a hitman, and uh, you, you thought we murdered this guy, and you gave us $40,000. However, the guy's still alive, because we just put makeup on him. Yeah, but isn't that a crime to solicit a murder? It's totally a crime, Yeah. Attempted so, assassination attempt or whatever, but, uh, but it's not. I mean, murder. the fact the fact that he like wasn't smart enough to be like, maybe this hitman I'm talking to online isn't actually a hitman, and maybe this picture of the guy being dead isn't proof that he actually is dead and was uh, assassinated. So I he's mean, kind of a buffoon. Yeah, no, you'd think for somebody who's supposedly so intelligent, I don't think he he'd is. be able to cover his tracks. Well, I mean, he's obviously book smart. Able to start Sick Road or Silk Road. Um, oh, marketing opportunity there. What's interesting, too, about this guy is Ulbricht, the FBI found out that he was working out of a three-bedroom apartment that he shared with two roommates directly across the street from the coffee shop where he also worked. Those roommates Jesus knew him as Josh. $78 million, buy a condo. Yeah, friendly computer programmer who paid $1,000 a month in rent every month right on time in cash. Little they know the guy's worth $80 million and operates a business that rivals uh, many Fortune 500 I'm sure companies. he like, stiffs them on the utility bills, too. He looks like that type of person. I just don't have it right now, bro. Eats their Doritos, their Salsa Verde Doritos. Um, I guess uh, agents received a huge break when Canadian Border Control uh, randomly opened a package that, he was, that was coming to him that contained several fake passports and IDs, all for the same person, all addressed to Ross Ulbricht in San Francisco. I mean, that seems implausible, implausible that they randomly opened it. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, they, the FBI agents claim that they got a break when they, they randomly saw this one. I don't know. I don't know how thorough mm. they are at the Canadian border. But, you know, uh, the thing is, uh, Ulbricht said he had no idea why anyone would send him these fake IDs. He also said, use Silk Road as, as a defense. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I just wonder how many. So they're, they're charging him right now 
with just a slew of very of very serious charges. I mean, obviously operating this underground marketplace dealing drugs and firearms and hackers. Yeah, he's going to go to Leavenworth. But he uh, gets attempting uh, and possibly succeeding to commit two murders on top of that. I just don't know how they can prove these murders. Well, they could prove the one because he, it's not really a murder. The whole thing was an FBI scam. Well, yeah, okay, they can do. They can do. Well, they can. They can prove that he solicited a murder, but they can't. So they can't charge him with murder based on that. Yeah, but I think it's, it's still almost, a serious charge. Yeah. But uh, that, go but the other one. Long time. Well, yeah. If they if he can't weasel out of it and say this isn't really me, I'm being framed. I didn't order these fake IDs. Somebody just sent them to me, knowing that you know it would look bad and that I would go to prison. Well, we'll see how intelligent he is, see if he can convert those Bitcoins into real dollars, hire a decent Jewish lawyer. He might be able to get off. I don't know. I don't know if he'll get off completely, but I uh, might be able to plead as some lesser Who's charges. Who's still out there? Alan Dershowitz? Well, you know, you, I wonder if um, he better call. A lot of these lawyers are dead. The he better call Saul. That's what he needs. Yeah, Saul's available. Um, I wonder if uh, a lot of people that have been on that site are completely freaking out, like uh, sellers I'd and buyers. I'd be shitting buyers. my pants. Wouldn't you be shitting your pants? If That's I was what... a seller, I'd be shitting my pants more because the articles that I've read make it sound like they're going after the sellers, which is makes sense, right? Well, now but they have a list. Just, even if I had recently bought or even not so recently purchased, I would be like, oh, fuck. Well, what about <laughs> it? What if happen. you're an employee of Silk Road? I'm sure there are multiple people operating that. The, the huge underground marketplace. Well, the, those guys are going to go down. This guy's obviously going to bargain and roll over on his compatriots. Well, that's, I mean, I guess... Best uh, better watch out. If you go to Silk Road right now, the FBI shut down the site, but apparently the forums are still open. They're still active, and people are freaking out right now trying to cover their asses. So you can go check that out. And I guess there's a lot of these, like... Uh, Self-righteous posts from uh, associates and former employees that are just completely mythologizing him and talking about how he's a comrade and a revolutionary and how the Dread Pirate Roberts will continue to fight for freedom throughout the Internet. Have you, have you seen these? I mean, it's crazy. This guy, uh, I, don't know, I think I was reading this on Gawker, but this guy, his name is Libertas. He was one of Silk Road's employees. And he wrote this, like, I would just say this is more of like an ode to the Dread Pirate Roberts. And he, he does, it's a long post, a couple, a couple sentences here. He says, the yeah, Dread Pirate Roberts is a revolutionary, a comrade in arms, and a true hero who will live on in our hearts and minds without fail for as long as we breathe. His ideals and sacrifices will never be forgotten, and they will spur the next generation of revolutionaries into action against oppression. I maybe would buy that if he didn't have 78, if he didn't make $78 million. Exactly. And, and, and think this guy, this Libertas guy, was an employee of Silk Road. How much do you think that guy was making? I don't know. You know? $7,800. No, I'm, I'm sure he's making a lot of money, though. You know, whenever, whenever anybody has a name like Libertas, they like live in like some gross basement with their parents upstairs, right? And don't change their shirt I just more than once the, a week. The comic book guy. But, yeah. you, you know... As much as I would probably never use, I would never use the service. We talked about Silk Road like probably a year and a half yeah. ago. And I still have never used it. So well, I, I wouldn't use the service, but I like the fact that something like that exists. This underground internet marketplace where you can get any drug. I mean, it just sounds kind of brilliant. I still think the safest way to get drugs is to go hang out at the CD bar in your neighborhood and become known and trusted. And sooner or later, you'll find out who has the drug. Suck the bouncer's dick. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> you shouldn't even. In my in my approach, you shouldn't even be, be at a bar that has a bouncer. I always find it funny when the drunk guy's asking the bouncer for drugs, and the bouncer's just like, "I'm like, you're just an, an asshole. Just shut up right. and go away." Yeah, no, you shouldn't be that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't ask the bartender for drugs. You should be able to like. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the bartender or the bouncer or any other employees. You, you're talking. You're, I'm talking about asking the other bar flies who clearly live a life of waste, wastefulness. If you hang out at the bar long enough, you're going to meet somebody that knows where to get something. You know, you're going to meet the old bar lady who, like, you know, has some weird unlimited supply of Vicodins. I mean, you because can, you her can grandma find died, it. and she still has some prescription that goes out for like two years. I remember in uh, in uh, Manhattan, they had this uh, this bike, like a bike courier service that would that would deliver weed and mushrooms. And I thought that but was see, great. I don't trust that. I mean, you could still you could, that guy could be FBI too. You know, in my in my approach, you can be like. I don't think that guy's FBI seeing as he's in here like every night and he's always fucking loaded out of his mind. And yeah, I've but seen you him don't barf get... behind the dumpsters five times. You don't get instant gratification from something like that. Well, you got you to put in your time. You got to put That's in your true. time to get it. So, I mean, Wackley's well, approach smart, is definitely tried and immediately true. Or you can be smart and not in jail. I just, I just think, I don't know. Just the whole idea of just going onto like some anonymous website, sending $500 worth of Bitcoins to some dude... And hoping that he's going to send you $500 worth of cocaine. Well, that's the other is problem. wishful yeah, thinking, yeah. Yeah, regardless of being busted by the, the, the agents of authority. Of authority uh, yeah, what about just getting ripped just off? Just getting ripped off. And not to mention, like, seriously, it's never a good idea to send drugs in the mail. I just, I don't trust it. I know a lot of people out there do it, and a lot of people disagree with me. I just, I don't think, I, I don't think it's a very safe way to get your drugs. You know no. what, people? Just just meet drug dealers the old-fashioned way. That's how you should do it. You're annoying college. Become friends with them in college and just be annoyed by them? Yeah. Until they have your drugs? I worry when I become a senior citizen, I want to start doing all the drugs again. Like, I, like right now, of course I'm not doing heroin. I'm trying to be a responsible adult. But when I'm like, I don't know, 75 or 80. I'm not doing heroin because I don't have any. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't want to do any heroin. I know, I know it wrecks lives, and I, I kind of want to have some kind of a future that's not as bleak as it is right now. But um, when I become 80, I don't really care about living anymore. I want to start shooting heroin then. That's the problem. That's going to be difficult for me to, to try to get drugs then. But think about no, it. No, you just get on Medicaid, and you get just prescription uh, you know, opiates. That'd be kind of cool. You'd just be like, oh, I have pain. Okay, here's some drugs. Wow, that was easy. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i do Who's like the idea the younger people the people younger than you good i hate them i do like the idea of a silk road though and uh it'll be interesting to see if if multiple silk road type places start popping up just legalize all the drugs and let me get them on amazon and then you don't have to deal with it yeah that'd be great that'd make things a lot easier um, people, this is a sick and wrong episode of uh, 401. Uh, you know the way the show works. We're actually going to talk about disturbing news items here on the show. You can send them in to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. And if we give you credit for the story, uh, we will send you a sick and wrong care package. Uh, before we get to our first story here, here's a, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, 
and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. First story we've got here is sent in from Mike in Sacktown, California. Sacramento. You make it sound like Sacramento is cool. Sacktown, coming at you. Sacktown. Do you think that's how they say it on the radio, like on the morning show? Yeah, Western Sacramento's hottest hits of the 80s. It's dusty and super hot here. And, and really it just boring. sucks. Yeah, I've never had fun Sacramento. Arnold Schwarzenegger used to hang out here when he was governor, but he lived in L.A. because he realized that Sacktown is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> We're close to Reno, and that's better than Sacktown, if that says anything. <laughs> Um, please say father shot son up with heroin to stall divorce process. Oh, boy. Yep. Doesn't it's, sound like a good approach. It's not a good idea, you know. It's, it's just not a good way to stall divorce proceedings. It doesn't work that well. Uh, this happened in uh, Washington. A Redmond man described in court documents as an addict and a drug dealer is accused of trying to kill his four-year-old son with heroin on the day his divorce was supposed to be finalized. Uh, the man's ex-wife found her ex-husband... Eric Leetonen and their son in a bed in a locked Redmond house. They're both unconscious. When she removed the blanket from the little boy, she found a syringe filled with heroin on his chest. It's called the just fire laying department. on his chest, or like I don't know injected, if it was, like, I don't know if it was into sticking his into his chest or if it was just laying on his chest, um, like a teddy bear. <laughs> I don't know if he was like cradling it like a teddy bear. Yeah. Or sucking baby's, on it like a pacifier. Was it like a play school syringe? <laughs> yeah, I imagine. <laughs> baby's first injection. Firefighters arrived, and despite their efforts, neither the father nor the child was responsive. Which, you know, I've seen Pulp Fiction. Aren't they supposed to jam the syringe in the kid's heart? That's not heroin, though. It's adrenaline. Okay, well, then grab a, the, the uh, play school adrenaline syringe and jam that in the yeah, kid's no, heart. It comes, it's, it comes in a pack together. <laughs> this, is the, this is the pack right here you use to get them fucked up. This is the pack you use to resuscitate them, okay? It's <laughs> black and white. Um, the ex-husband uh, here, Leeton, is out of the hospital and he's in jail. He's been charged with attempted murder in the first degree. They describe him as a man willing to inject his four-year-old son with heroin and attempt to kill the boy as a dangerous man willing to do anything. For the love of his wife. Well. He does love his wife. It's, it's a pretty desperate attempt to save the marriage. Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, I don't think so. What, are you high? Oh, you are high? Okay. <laughs> you just weren't thinking clearly. Let me explain this to you. It's not going to work. I know you're not thinking clearly because you're on drugs. Yeah, that, that's the thing. The She'd filed for divorce, and the divorce was supposed to be finalized on Tuesday. He wanted to delay the finalization of the divorce. Could you just not sign the papers? Yeah, or once again, get a good Jewish lawyer. Or go hide in a Motel 6 somewhere? Like, do you have to shoot your kid up with, with heroin? It There's sounds a just a little extreme options. to me. Yeah. Well, so the little boy options. is at the children's hospital. It's unknown whether he will suffer long-term damage from the overdose. Oh, he probably will. He's either going to become brain dead 
mildly brain dead, a beat poet, or a grunge rocker? One of the four. A, be- a beatnik? <laughs> he might be a beatnik. He's just going to come out like a straight 1950s beatnik. <laughs> With a black beret <laughs> and sunglasses at night. And he's like hey, age... man. Groovy. <laughs> he's like Check age out six. This cat. <laughs> he's what? He's like six years old. Just a beatnik. Always Lenny wearing Bruce a black is beret. hilarious, dude. Have you, ever tried, have you ever listened to Lenny Bruce? You're oh, like, God. I actually think this is funny. <laughs> Is that a joke? Are you telling jokes or are you just talking? I don't think it's funny or offensive. I mean, we're supposed to. I guess that's the thing. And contextually, it's supposed to be offensive. But I just don't find him funny. But it's funny when people nowadays are like, oh, Lenny Bruce is my favorite stand-up. Really? Yeah, but you know what? (laughs) Have you you heard of the recent developments in stand-up technology? (laughs) Stand-ups are much better today. Yeah, meanwhile, they're listening to Louis C.K. at home. Yeah. You know they're not listening to Lenny Bruce on their iTunes iPod player. I did watch Raw the other day. Nobody's v- as good as him. Dude, and he was only what? Eddie Murphy is like 21? Yeah. I think he was 21 on, or 22 in Raw. Delirious or Raw? I think Anyways. Delirious came first. In Delirious, he was like 19 or 20. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, I think with like, Raw, he's, he's like 22. On. Oh, he's so good. And plus, yeah. wasn't he wearing that like full leather jumpsuit? Yeah, purple. Damn good outfit, you know. It's got purple, big tall purple, shoes, yeah. and, like tall high heeled shoes on to make him look taller. I mean, Louis C.K. just wears like just dad jeans and like a yeah. dirty T-shirt with like pizza stains, hiking on it. boots. Yeah. So you really think this kid's going to come out looking like Eddie Murphy, though? No, I, I told you he's going to be either oh, completely brain dead, <laughs> mildly brain damaged, a beat poet, or a grunge rocker. <laughs> See, they're going to be. Yeah, he's, he might come out looking like Lane Staley. What would you hope for if you were the mom? I would like the beat poet. I think they'd just be hilarious. I don't know what got into the kid. The dad shot him up with heroin when he was four years old. It's and... like a gay Allen Ginsberg type, <laughs> bald with a giant beard, sucking cocks. Just wears black all the time. Mm-hmm. And it just hates the man. Just rapping against, listen, sit down, listen to my rap against the man. <laughs> Biddy bidi bop. <laughs> man, Bow. you're such a square, mom. <laughs> Um, the hospital found snapping puncture wounds. Snapping all the time. Stop with the fucking snapping. <laughs> You're such a square, mom. Um, the hospital found puncture wounds on his neck and buttocks, in- indicating needle sticks. Neck? Who goes right for the neck when you're injecting drugs into your baby? I'll just put him in the neck. That should be, that should be healthy for him. Right near th- the, as close as I can get to the brain. I think he injected himself first, so he was obviously impaired oh, while trying to, like, <laughs> it's just like, uh, you know, it's a uh, twisted game of pin the, uh, the, her- the syringe in the on baby. the child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the hospital found evidence of not only heroin in his blood, but also ketamine, morphine, codeine, and several other drugs. Damn, the baby's bogarting all the drugs. Don't take them all at the same time, you stupid baby. It's a waste. <laughs> well, speedball, uh, doing a speedball is just, what, heroin and coke? So I guess. If you, I mean, you could have told me anything, and I would have said, yeah. So. so what do you call heroin, coke, ketamine, morphine, codeine, and several other drugs? A party ball? I don't know. <laughs> People don't know. <laughs> I get that party ball reference, but nobody else gets it. Yeah, but I think they, that's what you should start calling it, just a party ball. All right, people, for the pur- for purposes of fully getting this humor, a party ball used to be this, like, mini keg thing you could get. But it was plastic. <laughs> you buy it at the start. It was plastic. <laughs> it was an actual sphere, but it came in a box. <laughs> uh, and it was filled with shitty beer, but those yeah, were the Yeah, we used days. to think we were so cool. 
Oh, we got a party ball, bro. Come over to the party. But it's like a third of the keg. Says it though, right in right? the ball. It's a party. <laughs> but how much? What was the volume of a party ball? Uh, I would say like four cases of twelve ounce beers or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like four cases. So what was a keg? A like eight. I six eight. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think for, I think from from the going forward, since the old definition of a beer party ball doesn't exist anymore, a party Let's ball should now be yeah an injection of just multiple different drugs. It makes for a better party, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it's a good way to to stall divorce proceedings. Um, <laughs> Leeton and the ex husband told his uh, ex wife that he quit using drugs. She said she found him kind of depressed, but didn't see any reason why she, he couldn't watch the boy for a night. Well, there's yeah. a mistake. Of course he's depressed. He stopped using drugs. Well, I don't the think he, he had, ever The only stopped. happiness he had in his life he had to stop doing, I'd be depressed too. Well, I don't think he actually stopped because when, they, when the right. police searched his home, they found seven syringes containing heroin and then three used syringes in the bedroom. They also t- it also turned up uh, uh, $12,620 $12, in cash. I like um, how this guy preloads his heroin syringes for the whole weekend. No, well, you know he's he's responsible. You know, he's, he, you know how like uh, you, he was you, a Boy Scout. Well, he probably you know how like you lay your clothing out the night before you go to work. I do it for the whole week. It's just on all the. It's on <laughs> like along my dresser, just seven stacks of socks and underwear and outfits. Yeah, well, this guy does the, does the same thing with heroin. Lead. That's yeah. a good idea. Uh, if if convicted here of the charge, Leighton could be sentenced to at least fifteen years in prison. Fifteen. And, uh, yeah. I don't know the kid if, didn't die, right? The kid's living. I don't know if his beat poet son will ever forgive him, but he will probably inspire many, many poorly written poems. <laughs> Dad's in the jailhouse, <laughs> man, <laughs> shooting up his heroin, which he doesn't have anymore. I did all the heroin, bro. Now I write the poetry. Give me another party ball, baby. That was the worst facsimile <laughs> of a beat poem. I just said stuff. It didn't even make any sense or sound like a beat poem. Yeah, whatever. Um, I didn't actually read many of the we, beat. I never, we went through that sta- I never went through that stage in college where I was like really into Allen Ginsberg. Allen Ginsberg? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, right? Kerouac, Ginsberg, uh, no, the other never guy. Never read the Kerouac. I like... Uh, the naked lunch guy, whatever he's called. You know, Wackerly Burroughs, but I don't even yeah. think he was considered a B poet, was he? He didn't really write poems, so. Yeah, but these, these guys he all just, lived. He just was gay and liked heroin a lot. These guys all lived in San Francisco, so you should know a little bit more about this. Well, they also lived in Ann Arbor, so I should doubly know about it. So should I. I'm but I won't. <laughs> I won't do it. I refuse. Now that's a beat thing to say. Yeah. Go fuck, against the man. Fuck the beat man. <laughs> Telling me what to know about. I won't be held down, brother. I'm gonna go watch some Mark and Mindy. <laughs> like yeah. a real beatnik. I'm gonna go watch some mainstream television, brother. <laughs> God, we sound retarded. What do you have here for the next story? Oh boy. another good example of parenting good parenting uh, and, it, and it's local to me it happened in hay weird which is what we call hay word up here when we're being cheeky they call it hay weird i think maybe they do i don't really know <laughs> I, I, I thought you called it place filled with black people that you never go to 
That's not really true. Yeah, it is. Isn't it kind of ghetto? Isn't it, we're not no, ghetto, but aren't there are a lot of gang uh, shootings that occur in it's Hayward. It's like it's like everybody everywhere in the East Bay. It's got a mix. Yeah, but it's a so low it's, income area where no, there's a lot of gangland shootings. So there's a lot of white ass people there too. It's cheaper because it's kind of in the middle of, uh, you know, it's not really on the bay. It's kind of back. You know what I mean? Gentrification ain't less, cool, brother. It's less desirable. <laughs> There's a U there's a UC there or CSU California State University Hayward which is now called Cal State University East Bay. Do you because, have to worry because they're trying to get away from the yeah the bad taint that the name Hayward has. Do you have to wear a flak jacket to go there? <laughs> it's not that scary. I don't know what, where you got this idea that it's uh All right, where would you rather walk around at 3 in the morning? Richmond or Hayward? Hayward, definitely. Okay. It's All not right. like Richmond. Uh, so maybe I was confusing the the place filled with black people that you'd never go to is Richmond, not Hayward. I think you are confusing. There are bad areas of Hayward, though. Okay, it's just not it's not uniformly like a, a huge shithole. All right. Well, you know there are there are pockets of very dangerous and dangerous areas in Hayward. Yes, but there There's are also fine of places too. Low income areas which have. You know, not much going on for them economically, except for the drug trade, which white people <laughs> are trying to ruin with the Internet. And thank God the FBI has stepped in so these uh, low-income areas can still have some kind of commerce going on, even if it's illegal. Exactly. That's where drugs True. should come from, the streets. The streets. I don't want to go to the streets, though. Okay, you and your dot-com highbrow ways... That's not, the, that's not you don't sit at your you don't sit at your computer in the safety of your own home and, and or order drugs. That's exactly what I do. No, you <laughs> oh, I don't order drugs. <laughs> no, but I mean that's just the, that's not the way the street works, man. Yeah. Well, these guys are I mean they're dealing cocaine, probably crack and weed mostly, which I'm not really into those drugs anyway. So maybe Sherm. They might be dealing Sherm. What's Sherm again? PCP. <laughs> also but on the not, street, not... we call it Sherm. Not really interested in the PCP so much. <laughs> I, could, I could imagine Wackley just, I'll sit back and smoke a little sherm here and relax tonight. <laughs> I only do it when I'm home by myself. So. Watch the Goldbergs. <laughs> I like that show. <laughs> I'm officially endorsing the show The Goldbergs. Um, only because only because D and I, like we were the same age as the main character who's the kid at the same time period as the show is taking place. So like everything in it is ultra familiar to me being that age at that time. I trust your opinion on most things. And I will give that show a, uh, at least one, one chance, but give it a viewing, but I hate sitcoms for the most part. And it's a sitcom. Well, I mean, it's a single camera show. Well, that's good. We really want to get into TV. Is there a laugh track? There's no laugh track. Okay, then the, there's two things going for it. But the last thing television needs more is another show about Jews. It's about family. All in a family of Jews. <laughs> yeah, it is a family of Jews. Yeah. They didn't play up the Jew part. But we didn't come here to talk about the Goldbergs. We came here to talk about this family, which is unnamed for some reason, probably because of the fact that a girl was shot in the buttocks. Mm, now that sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's not really the story, though. Uh, this is the type of area, neighborhood where shootings happen so often that he, the girl's dad says, we don't call the cops when you hear shots on the streets. I don't know. I didn't know it was in front of my house, and I didn't know my daughter was shot, the dad says. Wow. Uh, according what? to the Hayward Police Department, 
The daughter, uh, oh, sorry, a female family member who was not the daughter, called 911 at 7.34 a.m., which it was about five hours after the shooting. <laughs> the girl's father, who hasn't been identified, said he clearly heard some kind of noise at the time. I heard shots. I thought they were. I thought they were something else. It sounded like bulbs popping. <laughs> we live in a neighborhood where there's daily drive-by shootings and people shooting their guns up into the air. But I wonder if somebody's just smashing up a bunch of light bulbs in the street. <laughs> Probably. All right, I'm going back to bed. Well, what's funny, too, is it's it's not just a shot. It's shots. Bulbs popping. So, there, I mean... Obviously, there's like an assault rifle probably being used here or multiple handguns. Yes, the front of the house was riddled with bullets. Yeah, I'd probably call the cops. Uh, the uh, police department chief, sergeant, sorry, whatever, I don't know, sergeant, Mark Ormsby says, how come we weren't called? <laughs> we really need to know why we weren't called. If they were scared, it's understandable. But we need to know out there, we need to be out there to treat whoever we can treat. He's a little mad that they didn't call earlier. I'd be mad. I'd be like, you're the police. Why are there all these shootings in my fucking neighborhood? Why don't you just patrol this neighborhood since there's so many shootings? Then you don't even need to be called. You'll just be there. And maybe people won't shoot me. Well, do you think the cops are like, uh, where's this call coming from? Oh, over oh, there. that neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, we don't yeah. so much go over there very often. Maybe if you guys, uh, after you go pick up some donuts, drop them back off here, go swing by and see if anything's, uh, you know, bad is occurring. The girl's father says uh, gunshots are a, facts of li- a fact of life, not the facts of life. <laughs> He's not confused about the show and gunshots. <laughs> I wish there were more gunshots gu- in the facts like, of life. Yeah, a bullet is like Tootie, and the gun is like Blair, and the other gun is like Joe's cousin. <laughs> MS. <laughs> Just makes a big analogy about fucking Mrs. Garrett being a shotgun. So wait, did Tootie get shot in the ass? Who didn't? Joe? Because she's black. No, I, I don't know. Is it, is, I'm What's assuming. What's the fat one's name? Mindy Khan. Mindy. Was that her actress's Natalie name? was her name in the Natalie. show. Natalie. Yeah. Yeah, the fat one. <laughs> just, you never have a girl like that in a show nowadays, it seems like. They usually have one funny fatty. Do they? Like three there's, hotties, there's one funny fatty. There's that fat girl who has their new show. I mean, now that we're on TV. That that Australian blonde chick, right? Whatever her name is. She's she's a funny fatty. Okay. Like, you'd probably want to hang out with her, it. but you wouldn't want to, like, get your dick sucked by her. Mm. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> he says we don't call the cops when you hear. Oh, I already said that part. He says they don't call the, call the cops, and he didn't call the cops because he didn't know their daughters were shot. But like I said, they did call the cops only five hours later. So what changed? Well, they went into the daughter's room and uh, to check for bullet holes, but they didn't find any damage. He told his wife, an older daughter, to examine the girl. The daughter. So the, the daughter, daughter was was injured. So you're and she you're, was you're, bleeding. you're you're such a like 1950s style dad. Like I don't deal with that woman stuff. <laughs> but you think that maybe somebody shot a bullet through your daughter's bedroom, and you're still not willing to like, oh, the women folk can check her out for for bullet wounds. Like what the fuck? This yeah. guy's not like Bill Cosby, obviously. No, Bill Cosby would have been in there extracting the bullet. Yeah, he's seen so many vaginas because he was an OBGYN. And not getting any blood on his colorful sweater. How would you tell? That's why he wore those sweaters. He could just oh, do yeah. a delivery and like afterbirth could splatter all over yeah, him. And vaginal like, gook oh, would be shooting and be like, no, nah, it's a all real crazy sweater today, Bill. <laughs> I want to make a pudding pop out of this. <laughs> 
gross. It's really disgusting. I, I mean that. Anyways, they checked her, and uh, now this is uh, this is what annoys me about <clears throat> the media in the Bay Area. They take the, all these this guy's word for it, right? That um, they checked her, and they thought that uh, she. Here, I'll just use the quote. I told them to check her, and they said she was on her first period. She's 10 years old. So they find blood in the bed, and they're just like, oh, she's menstruating. It seems like she has some pain in her buttocks and a big bullet wound in her fucking right ass cheek. But yeah, just menstruating. What, is the kid high, is the kid high on drugs? Like, not... I mean, if you're 11 years old, can't you be like, I think I got shot in my ass? <laughs> I just find it funny that the dad's just like, yeah, I don't want to get involved with this woman stuff, her entrance into the womanhood. And I, I just want to sit back. or something? No, but I, like, you know, I you... To, these Muslim guys are so tough, but they can't like go near like vaginal blood. It's like, it'll, it's like if water it touches on the, on the yeah, <laughs> it's like no, water it's like, hitting on the witch and fucking, it's like sunlight on a vampire's skin. Yeah. It's like it burns. It's oh. period blood. It's unclean. Oh, I can't get any unclean fluid on my body. I will not go to heaven. But fucking Omar. If you were the detective, wouldn't you be looking at the dad being like, all right, come on. Your daughter's been shot in the fucking ass. Are you going to shove a tampon in the bullet wound? <laughs> he's so, maybe he's as unclear on female anatomy as you are. Oh, I guess this is the <laughs> vagina over here off center in the middle of the butt cheek. <laughs> You know what? He was probably so frightened. Mm, put of, this pad uh, on it. He's probably so frightened of the blood that his penis like retract, retracted into his scrotum, so he was scared. Listen, since I'm down with the streets, I'm just going to tell everybody what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> the art, the, the reporter's just taking this at face value. Of course, the cops aren't that naive. They're like, no, why? Why did it take you five hours? These guys, they're trying to say, make it sound like this was a random drive-by. I don't know why that guy shot up my house. This was a hit. They shot up your house because it's a drug beef. And, like, this, whoever lives in this house, somebody who lives in this house, has drug beef, you know, drug territory arguments with the people who are doing the shooting. So why they waited for five hours is because they had to clean out all the drugs that are in the house so they the don't guns. go to prison themselves. And the guns. And make sure there's no drug or gun residue anywhere. Make sure Mrs. Garrett isn't hiding in the broom closet. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. There might be shots fired in the neighborhood occasionally every now and then. But a house does not get riddled with bullets at two in the morning. If your daughter's shot, if even you're... if you always, if you always hear gunshots and you hear some gunshots and everybody in your house is fine, I can see you being like, I'm not going to call the cops every night time I hear a gunshot because I hear gunshots every night. There's no point in calling every night. But if but... your daughter gets shot, you have to call the ambulance. And your house is riddled with bullets. It's obviously a hit. I right. mean, they, they must have known this guy's a drug dealer. It probably took him a few hours to get rid of all the guns, all the cocaine, all the crack, and hide all that. But why wouldn't – I don't get this, even though I'm from the streets. You why are from the, the hood. Why didn't the wife and older daughter just dr drive the kid to the hospital? Were they all so high that they couldn't drive? Why would yeah. they call a cab instead of an ambulance? Yeah, but do you go, think – At least uh, get to the emergency room. But do you think he, he didn't want um, his uh, – he didn't want like the the police to get involved there because then they're going to be like, why did oh, the kid get shot? Oh, then they'd be like, where did she get shot? Yeah. Oh, at our house. And then the cops would go, to, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I think they probably probably wanted to wait till everything was safe. And five hours later, okay, now we call the cops. Oh, my daughter's right. just been in pain for five hours. Give her some more weed. I hope her ass develops uh, properly into young womanhood. 
How will she be able to twerk properly with a she wound like that? She might never twerk again. She might never twerk at all. She's you only know, 10. Do sir, you twerk at 10? If you wouldn't have waited five hours, your daughter would twerking ability would not have been impaired. But because you did, she shall never twerk. No! To be honest, it would probably be a good thing. <laughs> she goes on to become like a high finance you know, CEO. Or a lawyer because she's or never she's never distracted with twerking and chasing around boys. She didn't want to be in a rap video. But she couldn't. She wasn't obsessed with it. Yeah, because she didn't have the assets. Yeah. No pun intended. Okay. So that, that's, that's that. So there's what happened? Pretty, I mean, fun, did he... there's some funny quotes. From, well, nothing's happened. I'm sure the cops behind the scenes are gonna are getting to the bottom of this. But like I said, the the uh, article is just like, oh, isn't that strange? <laughs> there's a funny. There are some funny quotes from the pastor. What the pastor say? I don't know if we've mentioned, but these are black people. <laughs> you know, how black people love their pastors. <laughs> Amongst other people that also like religion, but I'm just saying. Uh, the pastor says, uh, uh, past, Pastor Chuck Horner with Calvary Calvary Baptist Church said, That's why it happens. Nobody deals with it, and we need to stand up to this. Otherwise, it's only going to get worse. I don't know. That's not even that funny, but I just like Is he worse. talking about her period? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, the, the the quote that I was thinking of isn't from the pastor. It's from the dad again. He says, everybody's going to judge. I'm not judging nobody. Those people who did this will have to deal with the Lord. <laughs> yeah, so I got confused because he was referencing the Lord, but that wasn't the pastor. It was the father. But does he call his shotgun the Lord? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Because you know, no there's going to be some made. violent Sorry, retribution. You, yeah, you, you asked about the uh, cops. No arrests have been made, but Hayward police are still investigating. Yeah, and I hope they're investigating the shooter and the dad. Yeah, well, I'm sure this was a drug beef. I mean, why else would you riddle a house of bullets at two in the morning? I would like uh, like a type of beef that was mixed with drugs. <laughs> you could just have like a narcotic hamburger. Heroin beef? Yeah, you just eat a hamburger and then be full and also super hot. Don't they already have that GMO beef or whatever, the genetically modified beef that you, you people, you carnivores eat? It's not really narcotic. To make your steaks big and red and full of growth hormones. It's not really narcotic. Yeah, but I'm sure it... Well, okay, it's not a narcotic. It's it a long-term deleterious effects. effects, but it doesn't get you high. So you want something that's going to give you like an opiate type of effect. I mean, you could just make a hamburger and like stick a bunch of uh, Vicodins inside it. Well, you know how like uh, uh, TGI Fridays glazes your steak in Jack yeah. Daniel sauce? Yeah. Well, why not just have it glaze it in opium sauce somebody needs to i mean how do you make opium sauce oh you can make opium just cook it into a sauce heroin sauce i don't know, <laughs> I don't know but co does cooking opium uh uh delete or get rid of its its uh its potency you know, it's uh in it's high effect. in highing effects <laughs> i'm not sure we should have some chefs call us yeah, up we need, to chefs. we need to call america's test kitchen yeah <laughs> people send your stories sick wrong podcast at a hotmail.com Got a few phone calls here to get to. Uh, Sigrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We have been getting some good phone calls, but we need some more. In particular, I think we need some more um, is that gay calls. You haven't done those in a while. I always, like, well, I always like my two cents calls and thought experiments. You know what? Just give us a call with your thought experiments, your my two cents calls, your is that gay calls, and your shit stories. Because we'll play them here. On uh, sick and wrong. 206-666-3846 is that number. 
before we get to the first call, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So we got a few phone calls here, the Sickerong Hotline. Um, the first one, it came in reference to uh, the show last week. So we had Ryan Keeley filling in with some My Two Cents calls. And uh, the first call wasn't a My Two Cents call. It was actually a call about female ejaculate. And we've discussed that here on the show, whether it's real, if it's, if it's actually a real occurrence, or if it's just urine. What did, you, did you think it was urine? I don't remember what I said. Uh, no, no girl's ever really done it with me. Yeah, but it I, will... Brian Keeley's defense is that she's seen big, it. Big Jeff said he has experience with it, and he said it wasn't urine. I mean, you would know if it was. I don't see how people can. It's either urine or it's not, right? I mean, well, where where else could it come from? Girls don't have like some kind of seminal sack or anything in there that just like you know accumulates fluid that shoots out like we do. Well, they get wet. Where's yeah, all okay, that but I mean, it's. From? They don't have, like, sacks of enough wetness to shoot out a spray like that. I think – what I think it is, maybe it's a combination of wetness and piss. That's what okay. I think it is. Well, I don't really have a strong opinion. But uh, Ryan Keeley said she's been with a lot of girls as, that have uh, female ejaculate. Pissed in her face. Well, that yeah, they have ejaculate. She's done it too many times. So she knows that it does occur. But, you know, the jury's out whether or not it's piss or if it's a mixture. Or I mean, who have. cares if it feels good? So anyway, this guy has fucking label things. This guy has an idea, an experiment here that we could do to prove it, prove if it's real or not, or prove if it's urine. Hey, Dean Lance, I was just listening to podcast 400 and uh, you were discussing squirting and whether or not it was urine. And Ryan said that didn't smell like urine. So that got me thinking. All you have to do is, if you got a girlfriend who is a squirter, have her eat asparagus for dinner that night. That way, there's no Beat. question. She squirts and it doesn't smell like asparagus. Question is solved for all time. Wow. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work. Asparagus yeah. piss doesn't smell like asparagus, by the way. It smells like <laughs> asparagus piss. Yeah, but wouldn't you know if like, it's mm, like asparagus? Oh, is there? I'm gonna go eat some leftovers. You're yeah, like, but wouldn't you know like this has piss. the rank odor of asparagus piss, right? So you'd know is piss. I think what you should do is is feed her a bunch of beets, give her a beet salad. It's gonna come out purple. So you're gonna be covered with some kind of weird purple liquid that you're gonna think I like is beets, blood. But my piss has never been purple. You never had that happen? No, I drink a lot of beer and water. Maybe it dilutes it then. But I remember the first time. I ever had like uh, you know beet salad. It wasn't even that long ago. It was a couple of years ago, and uh, I ate the you know I ate a lot of it. It was good. And then uh, the next day, I went and took a piss, and yeah, my piss came out in, like this dark purple color, and I freaked out. I went sure on WebMD. Well, I went on WebMD, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, I, you know, I thought I had some weird STD from uh, my ex girlfriend, and I was freaking out about it. And then I called her and asked her about it, and, she's, and she laughed, and I was just like, this isn't funny. And she's like, it's beets. Beets change your urine purple. Well, that makes sense because they are purple. But you know pickled, that— Pickled beets are. 
But if you're a sprayer, that'd be a hilarious way to uh, do a prank on your boyfriend, tape it, put it on YouTube. He's covered Fire. in just purple spray that he thinks yeah. is blood coming out of your vagina. Purple blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not purple. Yeah, but you don't know when it's like kind of yeah, dark. It's in the it's dark. Yeah. Just shit all over him while you're at it. <laughs> you gotta make sure it's a viral video. You know, I spray, but from the other end when I get excited, but it feels good. <laughs> it's rooster tailing. <laughs> um, thank you there, uh, Mythbuster. We're going to have to use that one. Why doesn't somebody... I mean, this is like always discussed online and on sex shows. Like, why doesn't just somebody take the, the, the spray, like put it in a little fucking test tube and send it to like a biology lab and be like, is this piss? And I'll be like, look at it under a microscope and be like, yeah, it's piss. Hmm. Okay. For all I, time, it's solved. It's piss. You know, I would do it if, uh, first of all, I don't have a microscope. I also don't have a girl that sprays. Also don't have any scientific knowledge. In the yeah. I, I'd lack that as well. I wouldn't be able to tell if it was urine or just some other liquid. I could look at it though. But why doesn't like Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew like perf- – I mean they have money from their Love Line show or Dr. Ruth or Dan Savage. I mean there's all these people who their whole job is to answer questions about sex and they are very wealthy from doing it. Why can't they just send the spray off to the lab, get the boys down at the lab to look at it? But then are they going to have to get a porn star to come in and spray for them? They should probably get multiples because maybe then people will be like, so well, that one, when she says she sprays, it is pissed. But there's other girls who actually spray and it's female ejaculate. And so get like a five or ten of them and collect it all and test them all and be like, yeah, it's all piss. It's a good idea. Shut up about it, everybody. If you if you like to piss when you're orgasming, that's fine. We're not saying stop doing that, but don't call it what it's not. It's piss. I was about to say, why not just ask our female fans to send in some samples to the P.O. box? But then I was thinking, that's kind of gross. Wackily's going to have to go pick those up. It's really gross. I don't, <laughs> I don't want... It's not like I got to sit there and watch them masturbate to ejaculation. I just, like, I don't want it in the mail. And in- inevitably, some guy's going to send me his fucking cum as a joke. <laughs> You know, I think this is a good idea. Someone needs to do this. I might call Dr. Drew and be like, hey, you know, you guys have a lot of money. You should do this. See what happens. Does he normally take your calls? No. But, I, but the, you know, he takes calls. And, you know, you could probably oh, call, you're, you're gonna call into the call show. Call in the show, okay. yeah. And then okay. tell the person that, hey, you I, you know, like I got a question for Dr. Number. Drew. I used to. Because I have some issues I need to work out. I used to, <laughs> but call. he changed his cell phone because I call him like six to seven times Dr. every hour. Drew, I ate some beets and my piss is red. You just, just from the beets. You just said you ate beets. Oh, okay. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And then I call him back like five minutes later. Number. It's still red, Dr. Drew. <laughs> All right. Here's the uh, second call. It's about um, pleasuring yourself. Wow. Hey, dear Lance. I'm uh, calling because I uh, was listening to an old episode, episode 208, where a uh, Fozzie Bear talks about uh, how he jerked off uh, on a plane, not in the not in the bathroom, but just on the actual seat. I'm calling with a similar story, perhaps a little bit more egregious, because I actually had people uh, around me, people sitting to my left and to my right. Uh, <laughs> right now, that's how you develop a fetish. I mean, that's exhibitionism. Only... Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, what Fozzie was doing, Fozzie went in the privacy of the bathroom, jerked off. 
on the toilet seat or whatever. I've done that too. And that's fine. You're taking care of business in the bathroom away from people. No one knows what's going on. This kid is getting off at people watching him. Like Fred Willard in that uh, Jankoff theater. Still made the night out really horny. And uh, obviously I didn't just whip out my cock. And, uh, and uh, because that probably would have meant that I, I would I would have featured in one of your weekly stories. But uh, what I did was I put up a blanket <laughs> on top of myself. And uh, I put the tray down, and I just sort of rubbed my cock uh, through the pant leg. Uh, my guess is that the people around me didn't notice, or probably they didn't have the heart to say anything, or tell the stewardess that there's a guy jerking off. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I, and I have to say this. Uh, D, episodes without wackily suck. And wackily, episodes without D suck. Okay? Uh, okay. I love that. I think that's so funny. Did you see people were like, bring whack back? I saw on like uh, one of the one of the sick and wrong pages. And it's like, you know what, people? When Wackley gets a chance not to have to do the show, do you think he's actually upset about that? Like, do you think he's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, D, I really wanted to spend three hours with you on Skype doing the show? Uh, you can't do the show this week. You just can't. God damn it. <laughs> I oh, please, do please. Why? Full Why? on Cartman meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do the show, goddammit. Like, like when, I, when I text Wackily, it's just like all I get from him is just kind of just, high five, I'm out. It's just like I don't even talk to him for a week. He's so stoked. Like, I, he hates I've, you people. I have schedules. <laughs> we have scheduling issues sometimes. Yeah, you're a busy guy. You know, it's so tough. are you have more shit going on than me. Both of us have Once shit to do. Once in a while, do. I have a specific thing. Yeah, I mean, both of us have shit to do. So sometimes, like, you know, it's it's not... And that's the thing someone pointed out. Do you ever notice on the special episodes, Wackley's only on for 10 minutes? It's like, you know... That wha- was my favorite comment. Like, he figured it out that I wasn't really there and not just not saying anything. <laughs> like, oh, Wackley's there, he's just listening. <laughs> Which, sorry, that, that is what was happening. I'm there, I just listened. You just, like, you just well, listen they're, they're doing, in. Didn't I'm just say anything. watching, stroking my beard. They're mm, doing a pretty good job. I don't have any comments. <laughs> I, I will not chime in here and ruin their banter. I'll I find let them that continue. a uh, professional interviewer of the <laughs> highest order uh, lets the guest uh, perform and be at their fullest potential. That's why I just don't say anything. <laughs> Dude, Wackerly is masturbating and eating corn chips and loving it. Okay, I just people. put a piece of tape over your face on Skype, and I'm looking at Ryan Keeley and jacking off. And I have my microphone on mute. So this kid's kind of funny, though, this uh, jacking off on a plane here. I mean, you know, what makes me think about that, what makes me wonder here, it, you know how, like, if you started screaming Allah Akbar, other passengers would probably grab you and they'd zip tie you. But if yeah. you stood up and just started jacking it like furiously, just like you know your boner and your hand just running up and down the aisle, do you think they would still tackle you and zip tie you? Yeah. Would you? They would. Would I tackle the guy? If he just had his boner in his hand and he's just jacking it. I wouldn't it. tackle him, but I would probably try and kick him in the dick. <laughs> but okay, but would you be more apt to intervene if the guy was like, Allah Akbar, and like, you know, had a beard and was running like towards the uh that the cockpit probably a little more but not much more i don't see, like people fucking around in the plane at all for so whatever reason even or, if or the guy is really fucking drunk and being like an asshole kick that guy in the dick too just shut the fuck up <laughs> don't be drunk on the plane 
As somebody who loves to drink, it's just not the time or place. You're just, everybody's miserable. We're stuck in this little tube. Stop making it worse for everybody else. And you never know. I mean, there might be a U.S. Marshal on the plane, but there also might be a professional dick kicker, like Wackerly, just <laughs> hiding over there in yeah. seat B, just jumping out. Wow. Next thing you know, you aspire to broken. be a professional dick kicker. I actually haven't <laughs> kicked that many dicks since you know since I moved out of the house with my brother, who we used to fight like cats and dogs. Don't ask for an extra beverage, or you're gonna get a dick kick. <laughs> Just fucking don't try and talk to anybody else. Face forward. Put your headphones in. Don't be fucking sighing overly loudly because there's a baby crying. Yeah, we all know there's a fucking baby crying. Oh, you noticed it? Oh, I heard your big fucking sigh. But if you're a guy, don't fucking wear shorts and flip-flops. Put some fucking pants on. One bag of Cheetos, you prick. No Cheetos. <laughs> you're not even allowed Cheetos? No. I like Wackerly's Nazi airline. Cheetos implies you brought the. They don't. What airline gives out Cheetos? Cheetos implies now you're one of those people who. Oh, I brought. I brought actually Kentucky Fried Chicken. People who bring in like a full pizza because they're like, I bought it in the airport. If they didn't want me to eat it on the plane, why would they sell it in the airport? Because you're supposed to fucking eat it in the airport. How about that? Oh, well, I just. I didn't have time. I'm gonna eat this giant, cheesy, smelly, hot pizza right in like row B twenty two. Yeah, that always annoys the shit out of me when you see somebody bringing on like Sparrows or whatever they have, like the shit pizza place they have in the right. terminal. And they're saying they're like, really, you had to do that. You had to save it so you could eat it right next to me. I and can all, hear you all eat the it. Flights, and all the flights I do, or ninety percent of the flights I do, are under an hour and a half or two hours. It's like you're oh you're you're so hungry. Oh, my blood sugar's going to go. You know we're landing in an hour and a half and you can like eat a meal like a real person, not like wedged in with fucking 120 other people in a little tube. Ah, there's nothing more annoying than that. So what happens if it's a woman? Do you just kick her in the twat? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you be warned people. Stuck and you have to shake it God to get it out. Damn it. It's like a boot in mud. Yeah. All right, here's the last call. It's from an Englishman, and uh, he is pleading with us to do something. I guess he's not English. He's a, uh, he's a man from that continent, from Europe. Okay. Hi, guys. This is Grammo. Huge fan of the show. I jumped on. I'm at episode 150. Um, just finished my third troll through the archives. Can't thank you enough. Utter genius in every fucking respect. But since it's reached episode 400... I thought it's time to stop biting my tongue and share something with you. Please, for the love of fucking God, stop playing all these calls by these little fucking English cunts. Please, please stop at every second show. There's some English fuckhole talking about vagina he's never seen, bodies never fucked, and things he's never done. Please, they're all a bunch of fuckheads. Please stop it. Please, please, please. If you're going to fetishize or in any way be enamored by um, UK culture, please, you know, Scotland, uh, Ireland, Wales, all fucking great countries full of great motherfuckers, but please, please stop playing all these calls for these little English fucking wankers, it's just so fucking great, love the show, love everything you guys do, seriously, it's fucking genius, if you cut back English calls, oh fuck, Perfection. We gotta play the calls we get. <laughs> the only other Scotland person who called all the time was that little kid. 
<laughs> and like he would call like three times a week, and we couldn't. We just couldn't. He was just like a little kid. He didn't have that much to say. You know that was uh, who did Mel Gibson play in Braveheart? William Wallace. That was him. <laughs> I want this guy to watch Sons of Anarchy with me because I can never understand what the fucking Scottish biker gang guy is saying. Oh, the guy that has the uh, jibs. Um, yeah, jibs with the. Did he get the Chelsea smile? Yeah. Yeah. They never explain why. That's just part of his look. But well, I um, never understand what the fuck he's saying. No, he speaks too fast. I, yeah, I, I like the Scottish accent, though. Um, but he's got a point. You know, we do play a lot of uh, calls from English English people. But you know, the thing is, we play the calls we get. If it's funny, if it's interesting, if it's a if it's an amusing story, we're I'm gonna not play gonna it turn here on the show. A call from the moon. Oh, they're great. Like you know, as as a matter of fact, I'm actually I'm gonna build suspense here. It's a cliffhanger. We got part two of that camping story. Remember the camping story? Oh, no. So the camping story is a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, the guy who had the lady came up to have sex with him in his tent? They met from like OkCupid or some dating site, and then he yeah, ended up like farting fish. on her. And we, we, we called bullshit on that. Well, the guy called back with part two of the story. I'm not going to play it today. I'm not going to no. play it on this show. It's a cliffhanger here because now you're going to have to uh, listen to that. But the thing is, that guy's English. Maybe it didn't happen, but it's still an amusing story. You know, I like it. But uh, apparently this guy wants to start another civil war. I'd like to have some Welsh people call in. I wouldn't mind hearing that. You know, you Scottish people drink your fair share of, uh, of scotch and Stella. What, what do they drink in Scotland? Do they drink Stella in Scotland? I don't know. I don't know. You, dr- <laughs> you drink a lot of lager beer over there, and I imagine you get drink whatever to- they can get their hands on. Yeah, and I imagine you get into some trouble, so why don't you give us a call? And uh, we can try to Heroin decipher your... there, as you can tell from the Irvine Welsh books. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of shenanigans that happen in Scotland. So, uh, yeah, why don't we get some more calls from Scotland? But it, put it this way, if it's a call that's amusing and we laugh at it, we're going to play it here on the show. And people, you can call the Sigrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Subscribe, subscribe, rate, and comment to the show on iTunes. <clears throat> that is the best way to listen to the show. I know we're on uh, several other different platforms like Stitcher and SoundCloud, but um, iTunes is, uh, is, is where you really should be subscribing to the show because it does help us out. Boosts our exposure, boosts our ratings, and we appreciate it. So go uh, just do a search for Sick and Wrong and subscribe and uh, rate us. We like that. Um, also, big announcement here. We are, we're now closing. No more submissions for the Sick and Wrong Shit Story theme music competition. It is closed. Ended uh, yesterday, actually. We're gonna, I'm going to post them on the website so people can vote. I think we have like five or six really decent submissions there. Um, the first and second place winners will receive a special gift from Wackley and myself. And uh, third place, you know, I'm going to give you a T-shirt because I'm that cool of a guy. So uh, I'm going to post a link to the, the, where I post on the website so people can vote. Um, and thank you, everybody, for sending those in. Also, if you want to buy a Sigrong T-shirt right now, you can go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. That is the best way to support the show. Um, buy some sick and wrong merchandise and wear it around proudly. It's like, uh, it's like wearing gangland colors, but podcast colors. Actually, in fact, you know what you should do? Buy a fucking sick and wrong t-shirt right now and then go to that LA Pond Fest is for Faggots Festival and wear it there and be like, where's my favorite podcast? Why is it not here? You mean that guy across the street in the lawn chair with a megaphone? He's annoying the fuck out of us. <laughs> that oh, insane yeah, person that we're about to call the cops on? Oh, those guys. Yeah, why don't they, they, that's the Sigrunon con. But yeah, just go to sigrunonpodcast.com slash store to buy a shirt. 
Uh, finally here, Sick Wrong Song of the Week came in from Eric. Eric says, I've been listening to you guys ramble about hippie crack. It made me think of NoFX. Here's NoFX's Drugs Are Good, a song about why drugs are bad. I'm going to dedicate this one to the Dread Pirate Roberts. He's going to love, he's going to love listening to this one in prison. What's his name? Robert Wilson Utrecht? <laughs> no, it's Russell Ulbricht. <laughs> this one goes out to you there, Russell. Uh, what a lame ass. Yeah. Anyway, uh, people will be back next week with episode 401 or 402. Till then, take a sleazy. Bye-bye. like I, don't, I didn't have any condoms left and she was just like okay we can't whatever she'll give me a blowjob and it'll be fine and we'll do other shit but it's like she just won't go there what if so you wanted much. to put it in her asshole I haven't gone there yet go hmm. there what's stopping you I don't know if she didn't like that I should try to do that well yeah you gotta try. You never know until you try <laughs> I, I know we've talked about it before she doesn't she says she doesn't like it that it hurts really bad and, well, those guys all had big cocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. That's totally what I'm going to say. Well, those dudes are way bigger than me. Oh, my God. I'm like below average to average maybe in between that area. Plus, I have all this lube. Yeah. It'll be like a slip and slide in here. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Plus, I won't have to wear a condom. I can blow it in your ass. I think she thinks I'm a dirty old man, so she doesn't want to take a chance. Really, she thinks that? Yeah, that's what I think. How many people have you had sex with in the past year? 
I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. She's exa- You're exactly the type of person she should be wearing a condom with. 